Well, hey, everybody. Nate here. Thanks for tuning in. Our guest today is Ken Zandecki. We also have my dad with us. Ken is a territory manager for Schluter Systems, which is a company that creates products to assist tile setters, uh, all kinds of edge metals. And, and what we're really talking about here is their waterproofing products, which waterproof showers and bathrooms. Now, you're going to see a lot of these products a lot closer in our Spec House series very soon because we used them. In fact, Schluter donated all of the product for our showers, and that was the first time I had seen them, and same with my dad. And so, unfortunately for you, the listener, you, you don't have the benefit of watching that video yet, but let me just describe the product briefly so you have a little bit of context. The Schluter product is, picture a the barrier between the tile itself and the lumber. Now, in times past, this was done with mortar or these really heavy type, it's almost like paint, you know, the stuff, Red Guard and these things that you roll on or all, all kinds of combinations of mortars and chicken wire and hardy panel and, and such. But the Schluter product is a fabric and this fabric is attached to foam, so it's super lightweight, and then that is screwed to the wall. And the fabric is also used to wrap and create niches and benches and the the curb. It's really neat. And the the other product, we don't talk about it as much, is the, the floor barrier, which I believe is called Ditra. And that's like a plastic membrane that goes down on the lumber with thin set and then the tile fastens to that. So the point for you, the viewer now, just understand we're talking about tile and, and really what is new technology in this ancient craft. One other item that I wanna mention about this interview and that is right before we hit record and we were on a schedule with Ken and my dad, they both had appointments coming up, but right before we hit record, I had a septic repairman show up now, you don't know this, but I have been replacing my septic system at my house here over the last couple of weeks, and it's been a really big job, very high impact project for the whole family. We've had to like limit our showers and laundry. It has not been fun. And this is the guy who came to really dial in the electronics and the pump and the floats and such. So for obvious reasons, I chose to hit record and step out and uh, make sure that got taken care of. So the first portion of this conversation is just Ken and my dad. I have no idea what they talked about. I'm sure it will be great. I hope you enjoy. Without any further ado, Ken Zandecki, Scott Wadsworth on the Essential Craftsman Podcast. So Nate had to step out for a couple minutes. He's got some repairs going on in his backyard, and so he's got a fellow out there that needs a little direction. So it leaves Ken and I in here for a few minutes, maybe to kind of veer off the rails a little bit. There we go. And we we were just talking about, we weren't talking yet much about your journey into tile and tile setting and and uh, Schluter, but we will. But we just veered off into the fact that building and that building is so much different than it used to be. Right. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. It's changed. It's it's just changed. I mean, the the building envelope, the materials we're using, the way we're doing things. Yeah. yeah. And it's driven by, I mean, a, a sustainability interest and a a green interest, but really, it's driven by liability. Right. I mean, liability and and threat of lawsuit and product failure and people calling you back. That's that's on everybody's mind if you're in construction. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the that's the area we want to like, like we were discussing earlier. You don't want to be on the witness stand. Never find yourself <laughs> on a witness stand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th there's enough liability in construction with just injury and disappointment and spilling a gallon of paint on somebody's carpet. Right. And then you add to that the liability that comes from you know class action or any of these other kinds of things. One of the things that we were just talking about is that a lot of <clears throat> folks get frustrated with building inspection and plan checking and building departments. And I've been there and I will be again frustrated with that, but it brings clarity to me to realize that those plan review committees and building departments actually exist because of building loans and homeowners insurance entities, right? Correct. Because those people that are inspecting and ensuring compliance with codes 
are making it possible for people to anticipate risk over time, right? Yeah. Huh. Absolutely. Yeah. So when did you start into construction? Oh, gosh. Um, well, <laughs> I think I was in my early 20s. It started as a bathroom remodel, my own personal project. Okay. I mean, that's how I kind of got into the tile side of it. Uh -huh. um, and then one thing led to another, you know, as far as the neighbor come over, seeing what I had done. Hey, you can do this. You know, can you do this? And then we did some work at my buddy's house. And it was just, it just kept, and it was a hobby. It wasn't uh -huh. even a... It wasn't a job. I mean, we had full-time careers, but we, we turned it into a hobby. And one day we looked at each other and said, you know, we, we really don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but we like it. We like we it. We like it. We like it. It yeah. was extra side money at the time. It was fun. We enjoyed doing it. Um, yeah. There was a lot of creativity there in the go. tile side of things, yeah. which was kind of cool. And, and you the, had instant gratification. Too. The, the satisfaction of producing something every day. Correct. Correct. So it feels good to step, walk back out of the shower when it's all spaced out and stuck to the wall. Right. And you know the lines are right and the margins are good on the – it feels great. Yeah, and the customer's happy. Yeah. And that that's, I think, really for me, that was my driving force. I mean, granted, the paycheck was nice too, but it was always how can I make this person – super happy with what they're getting, you know, cause especially in a shower, you're doing a custom project for somebody. Yeah. It's, it's a piece of them, you know, it's their yeah. house. Maybe it's their dream house. Maybe it's not, but you know, I wanted to give them every option I could. Yeah. I didn't want them. I didn't want to finish their shower. And then three weeks later, they seen their neighbor Susie's shower and said, well, I didn't have that niche or you didn't tell me the option I could have this right. bench or that. So I always wanted to give them every option and make it custom to them. It feels so good to exceed somebody's expectations. Absolutely. Right? Under, under promise and over deliver. Boy, how about that? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> under and as, as you were describing that, so I, I've put in, in in the course of the remodels, I, I, would, I tended to do additions and, you know, new kitchens and some new bathrooms, but I didn't specialize in bathrooms. But so I probably had responsibility for maybe 10 or a dozen nice showers, salted in with everything else. But it occurred to me, and, and just now as you were talking, that when somebody walks into a shower, they are at their most vulnerable. They're standing in there naked. Correct. Right? And it needs to be clean, and it needs to feel clean, and the water needs to drain. Yep. And so that's a whole other sort of level of, you're doing something that's pretty intimate for these people. Yeah, I never actually thought about it that way, but you know that's also, and that just brought to my attention that that's the start of their day. It's the start of their day, or the end, or the I mean, end. The construction Maybe it's the end. showers yes. at night, right? So, yeah. uh, it was my father-in-law used to always say, he said, "There's there's a job. You have the jobs where you get up and take a shower in the morning, and then you have a sh job where you take a shower at the end of the day." Yeah, my whole life, I've showered <laughs> at the end of the day. Okay, and your gig now is you shower yeah. in the morning. I shower in the morning. I okay. went from showering at the end of the day to showering in the morning. <laughs> That's so. cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, so talk about. You you got established as a tile installer. I did. I got I got and like I said, when I, I learned my trade in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, a lot of tile um, down there. A lot of tile down there. A lot of tile down there. A um, lot of influence from across the border and stuff like that. So there's there's a lot of uh, variances in tile and and really it's a it was a good place to cut my teeth because really the, good. Oh yeah, absolutely because it's a tile world down there. Tile floors are everywhere. Absolutely. And up here in the Northwest, a tile floor is okay. It's all right if you can heat it, especially in the winter. Exactly. Right. But down there, the it's tile a, as a heat sink is a great thing. Yeah. Suck the heat away from your living area. Yeah. But what I love too was the craftsmanship and the handmade tiles oh, yeah. and stuff like that. You you know. Up here and now, I guess in this part of the industry, we're more into the production made mm -hmm. tiles. But sure. down there, like I said, you've got you got handmade tiles and different things like that. That's what I loved about the the Southwest architecture. Mm -hmm. You bet. I guess. Yeah. Southwest is a cool style. Mm -hmm. Stucco and tile and stone. Right. Because right? the sun eats everything else. Right. Things that you don't see up here. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and if you do, it's because you got a leaking tile roof, right. or the snow didn't slide off, or yeah, or yeah. something. So, so, so you're established. You're you're confident in your skills, and you're developing a niche, and you got all the work you want. I assume down there, yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely. And then, um, you know, life, family, things happen. Uh, Two thousand five, mm -hmm. we decided to move back up here to the northwest. Mm -hmm. Um, more, more so just for family, they were getting older and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. But, you know, when I got up here, I took about two weeks off and I didn't know where I wanted to go. Um, I was kind of at that time, not really done with tile, but I wanted to, I was looking for my other options. Yeah. Ready for a break. And some friends of mine called and they owned a carpet store and they said, Hey, we want you to come 
work for us? And I said, ah, you know, I don't know. And one of my buddies, very persistent, you know, he said, look, I got a job. But my The guy that was doing it, his wife just had a baby. He can't go back and finish it. He says, can you go, you know, okay, I'll go, you know, finish it. So I went sure. over and finished it. In the A tile job. A tile job. The okay. work to my standards was a little subpar. Right, right. And I went home that night and I told my wife, I said, man, if that's the work that these guys are doing and they're getting away with it and the customer's happy and the checks are clearing, I can do this. I can beat these guys. Yeah. So yeah. I did. I 2005, October-ish or somewhere in there, I opened up my business and it just snowballed. And by the time I went to work for Sluter, uh, well, 23 years was my complete tile career, uh -huh. roughly. Uh -huh. Um, give or take. Anyway, it was, uh, I've been, when, been with Sluter for four years, but that, it okay. was that 23 year period, I gained 15 contractors. I had a bunch of different homeowners. I mean, they became friends. You bet. Because that's just. What a know. wonderful, unexpected consequence of doing nice work that is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Develop a whole list of people you can wave at on the highway. You know, yeah. sometimes they'll call you or you can call them. That That's really a. And it wasn't a job. Yeah, there you go. You know, yeah. I didn't get up. I, I, so many times I hear people say, oh, it's Monday. Right. You know, oh, I got to go back to work. Yeah. And I, I was excited. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, one of the hardest things to get over, and now I'm teaching young tile installers or young business owners about this. I had a guy call me a couple weeks ago. You know, he was telling me, you know, out on the coast how much he was working this, that, and the other thing. And, and oh, I had to work the weekend. And, and, I, and I told him, I said, stop. I said, get away from working the weekend. Yeah. I yeah. said, I learned with my guys. I said, you know, I always thought that too. I thought, oh, I'm going to get that extra yeah. day in. I'm going to I'm going to get so much more done. I'm going to be ahead. Right. I said, I learned if we took the weekend off and just got back from it, we were most productive on Fridays and Mondays. Yeah, yeah, there's that. So Now, now having said that, and for any young guys that are listening to this, that is an excellent general principle, but there are specific exceptions. There are times when, doggone it, you got to work. I mean, you have yeah. to work. Yeah. But don't make a habit of that. You, you got to right. sharpen the saw, right? Was it Stephen Covey, the seven habits of highly effective people? I'm not sure if that's where I ran across the idea of sharpening the saw. Right. And Abraham Lincoln said, if he, I think, that if he has to, if he has. Don't quote you on this. Uh, right? Don't quote me on this, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Lincoln. So I, I think it was Lincoln who said if he had to, if he had six hours to cut down a big tree, he would spend four hours sharpening his axe. Right, I do right. remember. Yes, okay, okay. and yeah. so so that's what the weekends are for: is to sharpen the sharpen axe, the axe. And be productive. Yeah, well, that that just that break. Yeah, you that's know, right. you yeah. get. I see so many guys. You get you get burnt out. Yeah, and this job can really well any construction trade. I think for that matter yeah. can really it can wear on you, and it does. So okay, so you've got twenty three years in grade. So Nate's still coming back. He's just thrashing out there. Okay, he's taking care of some business. Yeah. But so you got twenty three years in grade. I'll say in okay. grade. And, and you've installed just pretty much, you've, you feel like you've seen about everything you need to see. Correct. And you ran across Schluter. You'd put in lots of red pan. You'd put in lots of traditional installations. Well, I ran, in, I ran into Schluter prior to that. Okay. So, and what I always tell guys, I said, look, and, and now being on this side of the business, I said, you know, I made a living setting tile. Uh -huh. I made money when I learned how to incorporate Schluter into my tile business. That's a, an interesting Interesting observation. Elucidate. Well, yes, talk some more about okay. that. Okay. So, so I probably learned about Sluter, well, 27 years in the trade total, but um, I learned about Sluter probably 14, 15 years ago. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, at that time, their workshop program was just kind of starting up. Um, I had me and my buddy flew to Anaheim, California to take the first class. Okay. Um, Sluter was very in in innovative, I guess is the word I'm looking for, in the workshop program. They're the ones that kind of fostered it, started it, um, came up with the idea. And essentially what it was, and I, and I love this about Werner Sluter, our founder, and we'll get, we'll talk a little bit more about him later, okay. but he has a very, uh, qu a good quote that I always like to use. It says that our products can't be sold. They have to be understood. Okay. You told me that when we were watching Phil put some of that in and I, I ruminated on that. And now that I've watched the work that he did, and thought about it, I understand that now. Right. As, as a as a construction businessman, mm -hmm. I'm resistant to being sold something because right. because I mean, who among us likes to be sold, right? But as soon as a light blinks on and you see the why around the reason to think about making a change, all of a sudden you can analyze the change and what it's going to do for you. And when you understand it's a benefit, bam, it's right. easy to jump on, right? That's what he's saying. I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and a lot of our products. 
if you come from the old school tile world, which which Werner did, I mean, he was he was a German. They did everything. Everything over there is masonry. Was Werner a tile guy, or how did he? Uh, Werner was a tile guy. So Werner, when he was twelve years old, he he's the only guy I know that got into tile on purpose. Wow. Everybody else that I know got into it accidentally. Uh, you know, okay, just veered his, down the wrong path and ended up setting tile. Yeah, yeah, I mean, mine was a bathroom remodel. Uh, some other guys that I know, it just they worked for their buddy's dad uh, for a summer job, and it just turned in. hey, I like doing this, and they turned it into a career. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, not Werner. But not Werner. He started out, That's he walked past the job site with his mom. He said, that's, that's what I want to do. Really? Yeah, and he got into it in the early 60s. Uh, I think 1966 uh, is the year that he started his tile business. Uh, one of the problems that they had over there was the edges of the tile were always constantly getting chipped. Okay. They were having to come back. They were having to repair, you know, up against carpet, stair edges, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So he got to thinking. He says, "I got. there's got to be a better way. You know, why am I going back to fix these problems? And in 1975, he came up with our first edge metal. And it's 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 shown, showcased in the front of all of our, our catalogs, that edge metal in our price book. It shows the evolution of that from 75 to current because there really? has been some redevelopments in uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of science. And this is where we go mm-hmm. back to... Our products have to be understood. They can't mm-hmm. be sold. Mm-hmm. And I don't consider myself a salesman. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an educator. Mm-hmm. That's what all of us are at Sluter. We're just trying to help the tile industry become better, you know, better products, more foolproof ways of doing things. Well, you know, we haven't turned the water on in those showers in that house yet, but I'm dazzled at how smoothly that went in for, for Phil. Because I've watched, I, Dave and I have a history of doing work around here, and I've watched mm-hmm. him do that. And uh, it's a stark difference between the process using all that Schluter stuff that you guys brought to the table right. and what I've watched him do and what I've done myself. I put a big walk-in shower in for my mom and dad six years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I, anyhow, it's better. I understand it now. And if I was in the tile business, I'd be looking at it hard. I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, and if I, if I may, you know, back up on Dave and Phil, I met them when I first started for Schluter. So I flew back to our, our, parent company or our company in Plattsburgh, New York. That's where I got my training. And then when I came back at my first workshop was in Medford, Oregon and Phil and Dave showed up and I sat down with them at breakfast that morning before the class. Cause we always have a little breakfast before the class. And Phil looked right at me and he says, I don't even know why we're here. We don't like this stuff. They're here for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, Oh, you know, and it, it just blew me away that why would you come? And he goes, but we want to know more about it. There you go. And by the end of that two-day workshop, those guys were, they understood it. Uh-huh. They were, they said, hey, we're going to go back. We're going to do this. And we've been friends ever since. Yeah. They just, but, you know, they were very adamant that, hey, this stuff, you know, we're old school guys. This is how yeah. we do it. They were there probably for the CCB credits, yeah, honestly. You bet. You bet. That's, yeah, you bet. <laughs> and they were, Phil just told me flat out they weren't going to use it. They weren't well, believers. They didn't understand see, it's it. it's so interesting because Dave, Dave who is as accomplished as tile setters get, or as accomplished as anybody I've ever seen as a tile setter. Right. He's so meticulous and so attentive to detail. And he's not here, but he would. I think he would agree, and I don't think he'd mind me telling the story. I went into a doctor's house. I had a job to put a deck, a nice deck, on the back. And I walked in, and he had just had some interior work, interior work done, including a floor set. And I said, who did this? He said, Dave who? Well, he would... The doctor was hard to please. And I said, well, what's wrong? He says, well, this this tile's uneven. Oh, okay. I didn't pay any more attention. I hadn't met Dave. When I came in the next day, there's Dave talking to him. He heard the doctor's problem. He said, I'll fix that right away. And the next time I walked through that room, it was perfect. I Hmm. thought, huh, now there's a guy that I want to engage with. He didn't argue. He didn't justify. He didn't try to weasel his way out of it right he just came back and fixed it and so that's what those guys were bringing to your workshop we know how to do this okay we're we're pleasing people in roseburg and have been for a long time and phil's saying my dad knows everything there is to know so why am i even here listening to this right but man they're converted now right well and that was that was uh you know Werner got a lot of pushback when he started with the company like with our detra product it's a plastic uncoupling membrane and I remember the first time he presented it to some, well, I don't remember, but the story goes that, you know, it was an old school mud work guy that believed in the mud. And he says, I I can't attach plastic or tile to plastic. How's that going to work? But once he understood the concept, 
you know, and, and the industry, I think, laughed at us when that, when that came out too. And it wasn't until they understood the science behind it and how it worked and what it could do for you and eliminate all these problems that we were having in the tile industry, such as the very first edge metal that eliminated the problem of chipped tiles that tile installers were having to go back and fix. I know Phil, he explained the issue and the concept he was having a hard time with the Schluter product was that the, the thin set in a couple applications kind of acts or seems like it's acting as a water barrier. So I, I guess I predict that's a kind of common question you get. Absolutely. Can you kind of frame the question better and explain how, what's going on and then answer it for me also or for okay. the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I had the same reservations, I guess, about it when I first learned about it. Cause I was, you know, I learned the old school mud way and, you know, you had your liners and everything and your vapor barriers. And now we've got this product that we're putting over the top of stuff and we're overlapping it by two inches and we're calling that waterproof, but thin set's not waterproof. And, and that's the thin set is used as like the, the glue to hold the two bonding agent. The bonding agent. It's the okay. bonding agent. Yes. But thin set's not waterproof. Exactly. But what you have to understand, and again, it goes back to our products have to be understood. They can't be sold. You have to understand the science behind why it works. And that was, you know, I'd, I'd used it a couple of times. I had faith in the company, but it wasn't until my, I think my third time and I'm, I'm putting this together and I, and I, and I finally, I called my rep at the time and I said, okay, what's going on here? I said, you gotta, you gotta help me wrap my head around this. I have to understand it. I said, I'm putting two waterproof products together with thin set. How is that waterproof? Mm -hmm. And he says, well, you have to understand that thin set when you get it down to a molecular structure. Okay. You know, like the concrete that's in this floor, mm -hmm. the Portland cement that's put into it's very different than what you may hold in your hand. That's in a bag of, of thin set or mortar mix for setting tile. One's like a talcum powder. The other one's you know, more coarse like beach sand. And because of that fineness of it or that density of it, once it's put together, a water molecule is just too big to pass through it. It consolidates tighter. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Consolidates okay. tighter. So is it, it kind of like if you put a drop of, I'm visualizing a drop of water on like a screen, let's say like a, like a screen door, mm -hmm. it may not just like fall right through it. It might just kind of surface tension. Is it kind of like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of, but water literally has to be forced through it. Right. Okay. The water molecule. Extreme won't pressure has to, yeah. Huh. And a water molecule is not going to go through that space. Wow. And we've done very extreme tests on that overlap and how much pressure we've put on it and how much water we can force into it, which is very minimal. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but mm -hmm. obviously our two inch overlap is, is overkill. Uh -huh. You know, we're German. We like to overbuild everything. So, uh -huh. you know, we're going to put a lot of redundancy in it uh -huh. Uh -huh. and we're going to, we don't want it to fail any more than the, than the client or mm -hmm. the installer wants it uh -huh. to fail. Oh, Interesting. So, and now with our own thin sets that we have out, we can do lifetime warranties on these systems. No kidding. Yeah. Huh. yeah. In addition to the fact that the installer is only mixing up and like inventorying one type Product. of thin set for whatever he's setting that day. Is that right? He can turn around and then set tile with it. Absolutely. Also? Yeah. That's got to wow. be yeah. a perk. Yeah. So that's, you're, you're using the same product they're using to set tile. You're not pulling out another piece of equipment or mm -hmm. another tool or another product to put your shower system together so we we don't we're not up to date on the cost because you guys donated the product so it's probably more expensive certainly when you're gathering all the stuff but can you talk about the cost if somebody's trying to decide if they should spend the money for this system help them understand an average i would say it. an average shower. i mean we don't get down too far into the weeds with cost we we mostly we're, we're a manufacturing company yeah we do put out a retail price book what we suggest that people sell that product at um but for the most part i, th I would say an average three by five shower materials cost on our end of it retail you're probably in it about 700 bucks hmm. oh that doesn't seem so bad it doesn't and 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 the real thing for me is a tile installer and this is where i talk about the business side of it with installers now because again, tile installers didn't get into the tile world on purpose. Okay. Uh -huh. So they don't necessarily have a business background. Uh -huh. Yeah. They know how to install tile really well, but they may not know how to run their business. It's a problem with contractors generally. Okay. Fair enough. And so what I had to do, and, and I looked at it too, my first takeaway from it was, gosh, this stuff's expensive. Like, how am I going to 
charge this extra $700 to my clientele on top of what I'm already charging and make this work. And what I really had to do was sit down at my desk and say, okay, I'm doing it this way and I'm spending about $300 in materials, but it's taking me a week and a half to finish the shower. Whereas now with the Suter system, I'm spending $700, but I'm getting it done in four or five days. Yeah, there you go. Light bulb. <laughs> Yeah. You know yeah. what? It's I just gained almost a week. In other words, it's less expensive. It is. In the long run, when you factor in your labor, mm -hmm. it's less expensive. So that and happens, it, from my perspective in construction, that happens a lot, that you can that you can offset labor with material. Mm -hmm. Now, it, it, not in as technical a way as, as what, not in the, it's not the same, but for instance, you've got a choice between placing between spending a certain amount of time hand digging because you can't get the backhoe in and a certain amount of time fighting the forms in in order to save two yards of concrete or you can order the mud right now and throw away the two yards of concrete and be done and gone and cleaned up day after tomorrow instead of only you know what i mean it's the same the the the, the difference in prep preparation time installation time cleanup time um usually amounts to uh, significant savings in labor. And the other part of that is for me is that it's labor where you get in trouble. You don't get in trouble with material because that's a fixed cost. Correct. Okay. And if your material goes up, it only goes up a fixed amount. But when your labor spirals, you have all of the concomitant, there's a word. Okay. Now that's the first time I put that in a, po <laughs> a podcast. Okay. okay. You have all the concomitant associated exposures of injury and accident and breakage and oversight and misordering and 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 that that increases faster than just the cost of the material. So I think I'm understanding that about Schluter. Right. That you are. I'm going to look that word up yeah, afterwards. Okay. I hope here. I hope right. I used it right. Okay. Okay. I'm not I'm not betting on it. <laughs> but but it, I'll give it to many you. times material is way cheaper than labor, and that's what you're talking about. Right. Absolutely. And that's really what, like I said, from the business aspect, it's really hard to get installers to wrap their head around that cost because they look at it as well, I'm losing money because I'm not getting my labor out of it. But what you have to understand is you're getting your money in the time savings. And that, and I'm hard-headed. You know, I'm, I don't want to say cheap. I'm Sam Frugal. It took me a long time to learn that time is money. Yeah. You know, you can, I guess, beat that into your children's head. And yeah. you, can, you can hear it from aunts and uncles and mm -hmm. elders all your life. And until you experience it and understand yeah. it and wrap your head around it for yourself, you just don't get it. And I think in the business world, once installers understand that and they you know i said look just give it a shot just try it you know use us on your next three or four jobs and let's let's see where you're at yeah you know and it, if i was a tile contractor it just it sounds amazing to think about instead of stockpiling pallets of hardy panel and mm -hmm. cmu block and it's just like this foam and fabric and pretty soon you accumulated a boneyard of Extra yeah, there's always remnants, and it's like it just that just sounds stock. like such and it has the uh, kind of corporate warranty or at least a oh more, absolutely you a got more powerful warranty than you know the the block is gonna you know offer. when I when I started using Sluter well I think we talked about 14 15 years ago incorporating it into my business and and it took me a while you know to understand the science to get mm -hmm. it incorporated into my business I didn't just come back from Anaheim, California and jump right into it and say, I'm going to use all this stuff all the time mm -hmm. and figure it out. It took me, you know, probably a good year. I, I used a little bit. I give my customers a choice and stuff like that. But um, really, once I started wrapping my head around the production side of things and the fact that I'm not packing heavy bags yeah. of mortar up the stairs and I've got products that aren't going to damage your finished house when I walk in and bump the wall accidentally. Yeah. I tell you, if I would have been, if I was a tile setter, and if I was facing this decision, I would be sold the minute I picked up a piece of that. What's that orange board that goes against the, the wall? curdy board? Pick up a piece of curdy board and cut it with a utility knife versus lugging hardy 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 board upstairs mm -hmm. and cutting that, and the dust goes everywhere <laughs> and right. it's crunchy and the edges. So I mean, that's great stuff. It's better than what existed before. Right. But man, I looked at that and I thought, okay, that is the deal maker for me. Yeah. Whatever the science is on the rest of it, handling that and putting that up for a substrate is a win. Yeah. And well, the, the cement boards is what you're talking about, you know, yeah. and those came yeah. out in the mid eighties and they were yeah. great because that's what we had. Mm -hmm. What they didn't incorporate was the waterproof capabilities yeah. and all the other benefits that you got from the Sluter. And 
you know, you talk about the dust and now the silica inhalants and all the other stuff that we're dealing with in yep. the industry. You know, you got to pack that stuff outside. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're just packing it all into your job site. Well, if you're doing a second story bathroom yeah. like we did, you know, in the house over there, it's you're up and down up those stairs down, how many and times? Yep. And if you factor in that time that you had to go up and down those stairs and outside yeah. to cut it. And yeah. Just that would sell me if I was a tile guy. Right. Just that. Yeah. Never mind the rest of it. Right. <laughs> I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you can just pack that all right into the room that you're working. Yeah. You know, the grid lines on all the materials yeah, the make it great. so nice. Wham. It's One straight. measurement. Find the, yeah. And uh, the guy that produces that, I believe his name is Dennis in our Plattsburgh facility. Hmm. You know, when I when I first went to Sluter four years ago and learned, talked to him about, you know, he says, I can guarantee that's going to be on the panel square and true every time. So that's a moneymaker. Right. If I know nothing else, I know that's a moneymaker. Yeah. So talk about this, such an old trade and craft, and the, there's also like cutting-edge technology. Talk a little bit about the industry as a whole in terms of what people are doing with tile separate from the materials. You probably see a lot of tile jobs, and you you know a lot of tile guys. So what question. kind of things are, are you seeing out there that uh, craftsmen are doing that are really pushing the, the trade forward? Oh, gosh. Um well, I mean, there's a lot of creativity that we didn't have. You know, I look at my tile career and I look at some of the stuff that the guys are doing now and I was a hack, you know? <laughs> I mean, I thought I did a good job for my market, which I'm sure I yeah. did. But some of the stuff that these guys are doing, you know, they I'm always out there to educate and to help teach them. And uh, But I'm just as in awe of what they're showing me as what I'm showing them on the product yeah, yeah, side yeah. of things, you know, because yeah. they're they're getting creative with our products. And we did a thing a couple of years ago. So we have a social media team mm-hmm. that that's all they deal with is that, you know, social media has taken over a big part of our industry. Yes, There's so much of it, you know, just, well, just like this podcast, Here we doing, are. you know, um, but we have a social media team that put together, you know, there's all these tile guys that are on these forums and different things. And so we, we sent them all to Florida and I think they ended up with 11 different teams of tile installers. And they basically just gave them a big pile of Sluter and mm-hmm. said, here's your stage, show us what you can do. Uh-huh. And some of the creativity that came out of those modules and pods and things that these guys were doing, because they just, you know, if you're just given a pile of materials and, and the free realm to be creative, I mean, it's amazing what they can come up with. And we learn from that too, because we see how our products are utilized. New ways or to use the stuff you're making. Like in what way? Is this like in terms of, are we talking all about showers? So in terms of different shape benches, shape benches or? and niches. And what I've always told, I said, if you can dream it, we can probably figure out a way with our materials to make it happen. So like what's some of like the really creative or wild looking showers that oh gosh you've seen that um well i think when you get into the creativeness of it some of it's even just in the tile there's oh, murals yeah. you know just there's the artistic design yeah design okay. of it that's uh, what we're, the art impulse man when it shows up it's unmistakable absolutely you know it, it's the same way in the blacksmithing world you know mm-hmm. there's lots of guys like me who can make a handsome crafty piece but then there's a like a guy named tom joyce or there's a local guy dave dave thompson and they've got this art component, and when mm-hmm. they make something, it's next level. Right. And it's got to be the same with tile. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I, I see that a lot in the industry. Guys are just mm-hmm. super great. You know, I mean, gone are the days with the simple four and a quarter white tile, mm-hmm. you know, square stacked and maybe a, a black <laughs> line through it or something. Yeah. Now there's, you know, they're doing all kinds of creative things with, there's hexagon tiles that I see. And the, the one that I thought was very interesting was like the, the, uh, shower floors that spill out of the shower and into the walkway in the bathroom. Yeah. That was, that was one of the first creative. And now we're starting to see wow. that trend on the walls oh. where they'll take the hexagon tiles. And I, one of the ones that I was out at the coast here, not too long ago, they basically had a tub surround next to the shower and there was a, uh, I think it was a full full six foot wall or whatever, but there was an air gap at the top, and that tile he had it spill out from the shower Just over under right the, over. Yeah, it's and that so that was cool. pretty cool. I that thought that was cool. pretty cool. But design wise, the thing that I'm seeing the trends with, and now with our heat systems and the fact that you can incorporate barrier free showers are huge. Yes, you know curbless applications. Uh, we had the aging in place for so long. People. You know, they're in an older house, but they don't want to move. So how can I, you know, I may be in a wheelchair someday. I may be to where I can't step over that curb. Just, you know, yeah. um, 
So we started coming up with barrier-free designs. Mm -hmm. Well, now I, I, I think it's more of a trend. It's more of a want than a need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I see that. And I, I, I can't see not offering that to my customer because we've yeah. made it so easy with our thinner, high denser pans yeah. and everything. Yeah. And now you've got the heat that you can incorporate into that. So, so, so I was skeptical of that, of the, of the practicality of putting heat in a floor and a shower until Dave who said, well, if you heat the floor, the floor dries out and you don't have mold or mildew. And around here in the Pacific Northwest, right. that's a thing. The grout mildews. You mm -hmm. get mold. But duh, heat the shower floor. You step out of the shower. The thermostat at the right moment clicks off. The floor is dry. That, that's a win. Right. Absolutely. I was talking to you about the rainfall inside my house. There's an article. Yeah. And it's totally accessible on the on the internet you can google it oh the amount of water in a shower compared to rainfall yeah outside your yeah. house yeah, yeah and yeah. what we don't realize is there's more rainfall that happens in our shower you know 1100 i think it's 1100 inches annually inside our shower and <laughs> in, in a typical 12 minute shower okay yeah. and if you got daughters like i do mm -hmm. sure that shower's on more than 12 minutes a day for yeah. sure and um, we have 30 inches over the course of a year and a good and a normal year here right, on the outside, outside. of the house. Yeah. So we're, we're doing more to protect the outside of our house than we are to protect the inside of our house. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I look at, well, my grandmother's house didn't have plumbing until my dad was born in, in the 30s. And I think in sometime in the late 60s or mid 60s is when plumbing came into her house. And I think. Wow. When plumbing came into the house is when we started having problems with the envelope build, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, Once we introduced water into the equation. You know, there was some old timer back then who's like, we're going to bring plump water in the house. And then he's like, that's a terrible idea. Your house is going to rot. <laughs> right. That's a that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard of. And it's kind of like, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. We don't have vapor barriers yet. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like in my house, but with showers, there's more water outside of the shower with kids and yes gosh yes and you I have boys right yeah, yeah it's just it's 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 unbelievable how much water doesn't go down the drain <laughs> right it's like yeah. they're trying yeah it's crazy <laughs> so that, why did i why did i invest in a shower door yeah well, yeah <laughs> though, i know some countries like in asia it's just much more common to have the whole bathroom you know, right. drain into yeah. one into one spot, yeah. and man, that the, makes so much sense. The difference over there is they're doing a lot of masonry slab on grade. You know, America is one of the only countries that we love to build out of wood, yeah. right? So we got to protect that envelope somehow, and that's what I love yeah. about our products is we have the ability to protect the floor outside the shower as well as protect the floor inside the shower. Yeah. Really protect it with redundancy. Right. It's not like you're just painting a latex layer on there and hoping you don't scratch it when you're putting the work in and and you're not going to know the problems there until 12 years later when you're in the crawl space and you see that mold growing up. It's not that. You put that in there and you you sleep at night. I like right. it. I like right. it. And there's a lot of science and a lot of thought that goes into it. It's not, you know, we're, we're there for the tile industry. I think I started to talk about it earlier, but when I first started in this industry – we had a couple reps for the whole West Coast. You know, they they mm -hmm. were out of California and they ran the whole West Coast all the way to Alaska. And now, you know, it's not just the products that we have, it's the representation, the, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? The uh, the lifeline, I guess, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, of, of mm -hmm. our yeah. people that were there. You know, like I said, I was just out this morning with Dave and Phil on those jobs mm -hmm. with those guys training installers, but we're willing to go out because yeah. I was an installer. I can walk the walk. I can talk the talk. You know, yeah. we have this whole network, you know, now we have five guys in Oregon. We have five people in Washington. We mm. can be yeah. there for the installer and all the different aspects from the architect, the designer, all the way down to the installer mm. and what's the it, builder. What's it like being in the trade still, but not, you know, with the trowel and bucket in your hand and, I know that are there's probably guys who are laboring hard who would really like to be in the industry but not labor. And I'm guessing at times you kind of miss oh, having, yeah. having clients. So what's that like kind of having, you know, been on both sides of that line now? You know, there's days where I wish that I was back on that side, on the other side of the trowel, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and there day, there's days that I am, you know, and that's what I love about our company is we do these you know, our education part or our part of getting out there and training the installers is working with the trials, working with our products. Mm. And nothing excites me more than when a, 
installers, a new installer that has never used our product before, or a builder says, hey, I want to incorporate your product into our build. Can you come out and work with my installer? Mm -hmm. Heck yeah, yes, I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna try to make every effort that I can yeah, to get yeah. there the week that you're gonna be doing it's that project neat. to to that's, help that guy. That's really cool. Hey, whatever happened to Werner? Is he uh so Werner's semi-retired? I mean, it is his nest egg. I mean, when people ask what is Schluter, well, Schluter's a person. Yeah. Werner Schluter, you know, he's our founder. Um he's semi-retired, I guess. Uh Udo and Mark. Uh, took over his company. Those are his two sons. Um, cool. So Udo's more, you know, the technical side, the computer guy, and Mark, from my understanding. I haven't met Mark. I met Udo when I first started. Mm -hmm. um, he is more on the troweling side of things. Mm. Loves that. That. So so we got a so we got a really one good one showers at night, one showers in the morning. Exactly. So there we, we go. talked about that earlier. Yeah. That there's a yeah huh? yeah. I just don't shower at all. So Werner's kind of, yeah. <laughs> Werner's just kind of, I think he's just kind of taken a step back. But again, you know, building a company like this from the ground up, it is your baby. You're never going to get completely out of it. I can't imagine like the love and like how, what it would feel to have had an idea and started, you know, laying tile and to had so many, just built a business. Like I can't right. imagine the feeling of, you know, yeah. even if he's not coming to the office every day, just. To think, what it's grown to. Yeah, I just can't I mean, you look that. at what we started out with one simple idea yes. edge metal yeah and now we've grown that into you know literally thousands of edge trims for different applications and and, and you know that's the other thing we take a lot of cues from the tile industry mm. you know what's your problem what's the issue what do you you know okay we're going to take that back to the drawing board is anybody else having this issue and and then think about this tile has been around a long time absolutely i mean the romans were putting tile in yeah. bath facilities right yep um I mean, I think that's right. I'm asserting. I think that's right. It's correct. Okay. Yes. And then to have come along this kid in the 60s and tell his mom, I'm going to do that and then do it and then initiate essentially a quantum leap in tile process mm -hmm. and to where now some amount of the tile that's being put or put in the West is put in in a fundamentally different way that is measurably better than it ever was before. That's a big, that that's doing something. But a lot of those ideas are from what you're talking about <laughs> with, you know, like our uncoupling membrane, our, mm -hmm. that, that whole idea stemmed from the compacted granular mass. Oh, you know, you go to these European countries and you see these churches, you know, and stuff that have these marble floors that are just as beautiful as the day they put in. Well, how did they do that? How did they, how did that? tile sustain you know the longevity that it has hundreds of years and all the foot traffic it's taken and everything right and it was it was a sand you know that's what we kind of got away from in the industry when we went to thin sets in the oh. 60s and 70s was we were direct bonding to surfaces we shouldn't have direct bonded to oh you're saying the older application was just on granular fill yes perfectly flat perfectly level perfectly compacted sit there and never move and then we started it, gluing it down. Extremely load bearing. Yeah. But let, it was like little ball bearings that allowed yeah. the surface to move independently. As it needed to. Of the building. So cracking's not a problem. Right. And that's exactly where the science came for our Dietra product. Interesting. Except we made it in an eighth of an inch thick versus maybe two feet thick. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. You know. So there's a lot of science. That's why I go back to the science. You know, there's a lot of science in the products that we have. It's not just you know, throwing out there a product that, oh, we're going to test this on the market and hope it works. This will work. Yeah. But to Nate's point, what would that feel like to have innovated, to have made those kinds of technological jumps? Oh, yeah. Something as ancient as tile work. And then to have your sons pick it up and go, that's pretty neat. Well, he's probably got some guys that he could rattle the names off. He must have met some really clever engineers early in their career and be like, this is what I want to do. Someone who helped develop. you're speaking back to Werner. yeah it's yeah. just kind of oh, yeah. it's easy to, it's his name on the on the company but at the same time there there's probably been a lot of really smart people oh I, all of these pro like the guy in back east making the printing on the curdy board you know right for example like mm -hmm. there's probably there's probably a lot, quite a few uh really key people in the business who've developed and refined and Oh yeah, the, and, the and, science and, of the product well yeah i mean we're looked at we're looked at in the industry as you know, 
the top of the top or the cream of the cream or whatever you want to look at it. But like I said, we're still learning ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we're still learning from other tile setters. And that's what I love about this job in particular is it gives me that chance to get with these guys like Dave and Phil mm -hmm. and see what they're doing. And sometimes they're teaching me stuff. You know? Yeah, sure. But, so maybe last question and less for the professionals listening, but just for the DIY guy, is a tile shower home kind of redo your own model shower, something that's a, a, a doable project for a weekend warrior? Absolutely. And, and where would they start and what would be like your advice to that person who's like, I'm thinking about doing this? Yeah. So, I mean, if you've got any handyman skills or do it yourself, I mean, you know, we've, we get phone calls weekly from homeowners and I... You know, so they can go to our website, www.sluter.com. Is that too many W's? No, no, okay. you're right. <laughs> mm. um, or they can go to our YouTube channel, uh, Sluter That's USA. That's what I recommend. Yeah, Sluter, yeah, the YouTube <laughs> channel. Love the YouTube channel. But Sluter, everything that we have out there, we have a video for. Every oh. product, every installation, every... You know, and if you can't find a video, I mean, give us a phone call. We'll probably, because sometimes we've got to dig deep in the archives. Some of that stuff's hidden by specific names of products mm -hmm. that we're using in those videos, but we can generally find something for you. And if not, I mean, that's, that's what we're here too. A lot of our phone calls are just fielded from the, you know, field people that are doing their own. They called the Sluter helpline, our, our 800 number. There's always somebody there. It's never a recording. That's There's cool. always somebody there to answer the phone. <laughs> um, so there you're going to get somebody in Plattsburgh, New York, or Reno, Nevada, right. here in the U.S., um, from five o'clock in the morning till 5 p.m. at night, there's somebody there to answer those phones. That, but if cool. they can't give them the answer, you know, maybe it's an install question that our CSR isn't necessarily familiar with. They can call one of us in the field, mm. you know. Okay, here's the last question. I, and you may not have the right answer or the, have much to say on this, but I think generally speaking, people think of europe as the old world of tile masonry stone brick they build with it more it's just a huge part of their life and therefore the tradesmen and the craft happening there is probably happening at a higher level is that true so far as it goes is that inside of schluter do people think of like well let's see what the germans are doing and then all kind of follow suit or is that just sort of how does that happen from your guys point of view or is there anything to that um I, I, you know, they're, they're in a different world over there. You know, we get phone calls a lot of times there's, there's products that we produce just specifically for the European market mm -hmm. because things are a little different over there. Like I said, they're, um, they're miles ahead of us in the tile industry. Mm. And the way that I equate that is, um, you know, they're serious about it. Mm -hmm. Us in the U.S. not necessarily always serious about it. So you know? what, what do you mean by that? Miles well, ahead. I mean, what, what, what I mean that, by that—that's the that, question I'm looking. At, that, that's that's what I was hoping this would go. Over here, anybody can become a tile setter. You know, you can go out, you can get licensed, you can get bonded, and you can become a tile setter. It doesn't necessarily mean that you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. In Europe, it's a different scenario where you actually have to work under your peers. You know other tile setters for a minimum, it's an apprenticeship program, a minimum of five years. Mm -hmm. And then you don't get to call yourself a tile setter. They deem you a tile setter. Mm -hmm. Meaning yeah. after you've done all the grunt work and worked your way up and you've shown that, hey, I'm worth my weight in gold or whatever, yeah, yeah. I can do this job. They I deem you a tile setter. tile setter. Right, and, some, and again, that's a minimum of five year. It mm -hmm. could be six, it could be seven. My case, it'd probably be 10. Yeah. <laughs> that's a long time. I mean, most most of us have had like two or three jobs over five years. Right, so right. It's a long time. So yeah, it's just, a, it's a different world over there. Like I said, I, I always equate it to they just take their job more seriously. Yeah. You, know, you know, when we just visited with Riley Kirkpatrick, a farrier, a yeah. local, a, a horseshoer, he said the same thing. Yeah. about horseshoeing in Great Britain. He talked like eight years. Something like including that. Including wow. four years of classroom training yeah. and then a certain amount of hands-on before you are a horseshoer mm -hmm. in Great yeah. Britain. So The benefits that I can see to that as a homeowner, you're going to get a quality job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it probably keeps the labor costs at an even keel, right? Yeah. You would think. Yeah, good point. Higher. I mean, <laughs> yeah, even well, higher, higher maybe, but still evenly across the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. over here we've got so much fluctuation, and, yeah. I, and I see it a lot on the tile forums, you know, how much would you guys charge for There's so many variables to that. Yeah. There's so many variables to that. I'll bet they have the same, um, I'll say, national 
stereotypes about perhaps Eastern Europeans coming in without that sort of oversight before they begin to do the work, just like we talk about um, the Latino community coming, you know, the tension that exists in the American Southwest between mm-hmm. between those different labor forces and the way that the, the reputations and the work mm-hmm. that's done and the, the, the pressures of competition probably generate some stereotypes and some right. hard feelings. And I'll bet that Europe has that too with different Oh, I would imagine that, so, yeah. Provide labor yeah. at different but the, the the Eastern Europeans, I mean, they've been set in Thailand, Russia, and long Ukraine time. for a long time, <laughs> yeah. also. So I wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, no, I'm not denigrating. Although I'm yeah. sure I'm sure Mexicans have been set in tile for a long time. Oh man, too. oh yeah, they're probably saltillo tile, baby. I mean, yeah. right? That's the Miles. handmade that we were talking yes. about in the yeah. beginning. Miles. Yes, Miles. they know a thing or two about yes, tile. They yeah, do. man, super cool. Well, Ken, thanks so much. This is different because our viewers haven't seen our tile video yet, and they probably won't. So this is a a little preview of what's to come. So if you guys are, well, they will eventually. Well, they will right. eventually. But right. at the moment, if you're just if you're just confused, just hang tight, and that spec house <laughs> video will come up, and you'll see it all, and right. it'll it'll make uh, more sense. We'll put all the links in the description so you can get a look sooner. And uh, Ken, anything else you want to mention? Oh, uh, Schluter.com is the website. Yeah, www.schluter.com. That's our website. You can go there, find all kinds of resources. Uh, we have a, an, a downloadable app for your iPhone or your Android devices, which is really cool because that app, what I like about it from the installation side is the guys can pick out their materials right there, copy it into a project list and shoot it right off to whatever uh, one of our ASDs or our dealer lists. Really? They're on the website, yep. So when they're bidding- They can get a price quote. That is really cool. Right. Huh. So it's just, as I've been enjoying this conversation and enjoying getting- being understanding your product, you've helped us understand your product. We've had we've got like three or four things in that house project that are fairly new or non-traditional, with all of the OSB and TJI framing members, with our um, on-demand water heater, our Renai water heater, mm-hmm. the ductless mini-split HVAC system, and the Schluter system. These are things that are recent addition, re- relatively recent additions into uh, West Coast. Well, yeah, I mean, since the 80s. Since, since the 80s. <laughs> We're but, still known as the new guys on the block. But, but I mean, it is. I mean, it, it's fairly recent history. I mean, we live yeah. in a time when if it's not, if it's over 15 minutes old, it's ancient. Right, but, yeah, exactly. But anyhow, I, I just, I'm delighted. I am delighted to have watched that stuff go in, and I'm anxious to see it grouted, and I want to see the water run over it and go down right. the drain. And, and so I'm, I'm excited. See it functioning. See it functioning. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. All right, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>